खिलाफत के अमी हम हैं अमानत हम संभालेंगे जो नेमत छिन वी बिलीव इन इक्वेलिटी ऑफ ह्यूमन बीइंग्स इन द रूल ऑफ लॉ एंड वी आर अगेंस्ट ऑल टाइप्स ऑफ ऑपरेशन वेलकम टू द एमकेए यूएसए वाइब रन बाय मजलिस कुदामल अहमदिया यूएसए America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. We're here to share a weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected imams and wisdom from different sources. Khalifa ke labon se jo gulo jo har bikharte hain. Auz billahi minash shaitani rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Now we'll start our weekly uh, Quran uh, dars or class. Last week uh, we started off uh, from Surah Fatiha, and I was uh, giving uh, the commentary uh, from Hazrat Masih Madalasat Islam, and also from uh, Tafsir Kabir. So uh, I went over that why uh, Bismillah is being uh, is so blessed, and why did uh, the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They told us that uh, we should recite Bismillah uh, before uh, reading any chapter of the Holy Quran except for one. And then uh, also I mentioned uh, about uh, I gave a few uh, different names of Surah Fatiha that is mentioned by Hazrat Masih Madad Asad Salam and also by Hazrat Muslim. It's basically the same names. Uh, Some of the names were Sabah Masani, Ummul Kitab, uh, Ummul Quran, uh, and then Surah uh, 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 Fatihatul Kitab, meaning that uh, it's, uh, it, that's how the Surah starts or the book uh, starts. And, uh, and then I spoke about Hazrat um, Masimah giving a comparison between uh, the rose uh, and Surah Fatiha, how the physical and internal uh, 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 capture or of the rose is uh, how he compared it with uh, Surah Fatiha, and he said that Surah Fatiha is uh, the best uh, at it, and it's, uh, it, it is so eloquent in its language uh, and so beautiful that no one uh, can compare that with uh, anything else. So today I'll continue on. Uh, uh, I left uh, halfway through. So today we'll start uh, with Ehdena Sirat al-Mustaqim, that guide us on the right path. Sirat al-Azina anam ta'alehim, ghairil magdubi alehim waladalim. So what does Ehdena Sirat al-Mustaqim? And this is from Hazrat Muslim Ali Talanu from Tafsir al-Kabir. He mentions that there are three uh, meanings uh, to. Uh, Ehdena Sirat al-Mustaqim. So the following are the true meanings of Huda or guidance or guide us uh, on the right path. So one is uh, the word Huda, it means to show uh, the right path, and then secondly to lead uh, uh, to the straight path or the right path or to make one follow uh, the right path. So uh, these are some of the meanings of Ehdena uh, Sirat al-Mustaqim or Huda. Or guide us uh, on the right path. So, and then the next uh, one is that uh, who are those Sirat al Azina and Amta alayhim? Who are those people who are mentioned in this Anamta alayhim that uh, upon whom you have bestowed the blessings? 
So we can see in uh, chapter 4, verse 70 of the Holy Quran, where it mentions that وَمَيُّتِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَ فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّيكِينَ وَشُهَدَاءِ وَصَالِحِينَ وَحَسُنَ أُولَٰئِكَ رَفِيقَ that whosoever obeys the Prophet, uh, whosoever obeys Allah and His Messenger, he shall be among those whom Allah has bestowed His blessings, namely the Prophets, uh, the truthful, the martyrs, uh, and uh, the righteous. And the excellent companions are these. So these are the four favorite ones that are or given the blessings are, are those uh, whom you can say they are anamta alayim, on whom blessings were bestowed uh, on. So those uh, four are the prophets, the truth, the one who are truthful, uh, the martyrs, the uh, the shaheeds, and the righteous, the muttaqi people. So these are the four people mentioned in Anamta Alehim. So from this we can also see uh, that uh, a prophet can be raised, and meaning raised would be in a metaphorical sense where he, his status is raised, not uh, someone uh, that is physically raised to heaven as these are the favors for Muslims, hence uh, even the highest favor pertaining to Prophet Hood are, uh, Hood are not denied to the Muslims. So Prophethood can appear, they can come. Um, it, you know, uh, it doesn't mean that after the death of the Holy Prophet no Prophet can come like the rest of the Muslims. Uh, they say that you know, since uh, the Holy Prophet was Khatam al-Nabiyyin, that he was the seal of the prophets, he was the last prophet that could come, uh, but that's not a true. Uh, we can read or see from the Holy Quran that uh, prophets uh, can come, and we can see from the hadith of Hazrat Aisha as well that uh, she said that, uh, do say that Holy Prophet was Khatam al Nabin, but do not say that no prophet can come after him. So the door of prophethood uh, is uh, open. Now, Gairil Magzubi alayhim waladhalim, who is mentioned here. So, Magzubi alayhim waladhalim, it comes in a hadith that the Holy Prophet said that surely the Magzub alayhim are the Jews and waladhalim are the Christians. These words of the Prophet are full of meanings. Not only do they describe the nature of two dangers, but warn Muslims that if they are not watchful, they may uh, fall prey to them. So the meaning done by the Holy Prophet are stated in Musnad Imam Ahmad uh, bin Hanbal in a long narration by Adi bin Hatim uh, in the Arabic portion uh, at the end of the narration follows that inna magzuba alayhim yahudu wa inna zalina nasara uh, this narration has been copied in Tirmazi and uh, about it, it has been uh, stated that it is uh, uh, Hassan al-Gharib, that this meaning that has been proven by many uh, companions uh, as well. So these are the meaning that Magzub are those, are the Jews and Wala Zalim are uh, the Christians. So this was uh, the summary of uh, 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 Surah Fatiha. So uh, with this, and then I'll move on to uh, our next chapter, chapter 2, Alif Lam Meem. So Alif, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. 
الف لام ذالک الکتاب اللہ ریبفی ہدا المتقین الزینہ یمنون بالغیبی و یقیمون صلاط ومما رزقنا ہم یونفکون سو الف لام ذالک الکتاب اللہ ریبفی دیٹ دس از اے بک دیٹ ہیز نو ڈاؤٹ ان اٹ ہدا المتقین این اٹ از اے گائیڈنس فار مین کائنڈ این الزینہ یمنون بالغیبی دوز ہو بلیو ان دا انسین و یقیمون صلاط این دوز ہو آفر صلاط and those who spend out of that which uh, we have provided for them. So, Alif La Meem. Well, what does uh, this mean? Um, it's Hazrat Muslim Aud, Rehtala Anho, states, So, um, I'm reading uh, uh, the second chapter of the Holy Quran, Alif Lam Meem. Uh, so, uh, Hazrat Muslim Anhu states regarding Alif Lam Meem, and you can see in def- uh, some of the different chapters of the Holy Quran where this starts uh, uh, just uh, the uh, letter of uh, each Arabic uh, word starts like Alif Lam Meem, Alif Lam Ra. Uh, you'll see in different portions or parts of the Holy Quran, Quran starts like this. So, Alif Lam Meem, or when you see these types of words, this is called huruf mukattaat so uh, it comes independently and you read it uh, independently as well you do not uh, join them so like alif lam mim or alif lam ra you read them uh, independently uh, in the quran so it can come up to either three prayers or up to in the quran it comes up to five prayers and that's i think kaf saad ya ain something like that in one of the chapters so that it has five independent uh, uh, Arabic uh, uh, letters. So there are total of uh, about 14 huruf mukattaat in the Holy Quran, starting from uh, the first uh, or the second chapter. So uh, these alphabets are known as huruf mukattaat, and according to these, there are a lot of difference amongst, uh, or there are different opinions uh, in regards to this from different ulama of Islam. So some call them meaningless, while others, uh, they call them names of the chapter. Some say that these are oaths that Allah has taken on the chapter, while others think that the wisdom behind these alphabets is unknown. So Huzur says, Hazrat Muslim says, that these different uh, assumptions are against the awe and the glory of the Holy Quran, and therefore diminishes the whole purpose of a complete a book of wisdom and guidance. So he goes on to say that these alphabets, uh, uh, when, they are, when they appear in the Holy Quran, it contains an uh, alphabet from an attribute of God. So thus pointing out towards an important uh, topic uh, that will be discussed ahead. So uh, he says that this is the glory of the Quran. Some, uh, uh, some have also related these alphabets to be the time period of certain uh, verses and certain events through the knowledge of Adad, or that's numbers. Uh, or the topic being discussed is related to a certain time period. So he mentions a hadith uh, related to this haruf uh, 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 He says that Jabir bin Abdullah, uh, which backs up the idea of these alphabets containing some sort of adad or knowledge, uh, a number or knowledge. Some, uh, once uh, some Jews heard the Holy Prophet reciting the verse Alif La Mim Zalik Al Qutai. So he was re- the Holy Prophet was reading the second chapter of the Holy Quran when the Jews heard this. So they approached uh, the Holy Prophet and asked if it is uh, the true, 
If it's true that Jibreel uh, 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 had revealed you these words, upon which uh, the Holy Prophet replied that yes. Upon this he said, uh, uh, God has never revealed to any prophet the time period of this regime. And then through the knowledge of Arabic Adad, he derived the time period of the Holy Prophet's uh, regime from the different Hulfah uh, The Holy Prophet uh, stayed quiet upon his prediction, which shows us that these alphabets do contain within them deeper knowledge and wisdom. So according to Huzur's research, uh, whenever these alphabets change a, new, uh, change a new topic, then it's discussed in the Holy Quran. So thus, if a chapter starts from these alphabets or uh, uh, like Alif Lam Meme, then uh, 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 it starts in the next chapter, it has similar alphabets as well. It means uh, a topic is being discussed and uh, this and that is being carried forward the next chapter. So when you look at um, uh, Surah Baqarah and then if you look at Surah Al-Imran, they both start from Alif Lam Meme. So uh, that means... Uh, what Huzuri is saying that uh, whatever is discussed in Surah Bakra uh, or uh, history events or whatnot, then uh, it's being carried on to the next chapter as well. So from chapter Al Bakra, uh, Huzuri says that from chapter Al Bakra to chapter uh, Al Toba uh, is an essence of uh, one great topic. So because the chapter uh, between uh, these two either contains the following Harufa Makataat or there's no Harufa uh, Makataat at all. So from uh, Surah Baqarah to Surah Toba, you will either see Alif Lam Mim or it will just start from a normal uh, verse. That means Surah Toba, uh, one topic uh, is being discussed uh, throughout. Or for example, you have from Surah Yunus, uh, it starts off from Alif Lam Ra. This is, uh, is in essence, uh, another topic is discussed till chapter uh, 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 Kahaf. Uh, then uh, the next topic uh, changes after that. So these alphabets show the divinity uh, miracle of the Holy Quran and that is being uh, compiled uh, with great wisdom and uh, it is not uh, order is based on uh, sheer randomness or according to the size of its chapter but rather divine uh, knowledge. So Zalikal Kitabullah Raybafi that this is a book without any uh, um, doubt in it. It's a perfect book. So the question comes here is that why uh, do we need uh, or why do we need uh, the Holy Quran when we had uh, other reveals book before the Holy Quran the Holy Quran was the last book uh, that was revealed so why uh, now uh, we need the Holy Quran because you know, we already had the guidance from before you know, uh, there are other um, holy books that was revealed before it so Huzur says that the verse Zalikal Kitabullah uh, is uh, a perfect or complete book shows us that Quran in its very, oh, every aspect is a complete book free from any faults. Thus, there is no need in any capacity for another book uh, for guidance. This, he says, can be proven with, uh, with you uh, if you compare the Quran with other uh, holy scripture. Uh, for example, uh, Torah, people see its glory, um, so-called, uh, uh, in its, they say that this is a complete uh, Sharia, it's a complete law when they look at Torah. However, it is uh, if it is compared to the Quran, one can see that the sh uh, Sharia of Torah is either incomplete or could not be practiced in this present time, as compared to the Holy Quran, uh, which discusses 
uh, she did with great uh, details and with complete, uh, you know, uh, guidance and wisdom. And it's applicable for uh, it was applicable last, you know, before uh, now, and it will be applicable in the future as well. So one, I think, uh, example that how I know Bible. Uh, could be uh, you can say that it's uh, not practiced in this time or some of these teachings cannot be practiced it states in uh, Torah that you know if somebody slaps you then you can turn your other cheek around uh, so that he can slap you on the other side so it, this is something that I don't think can be practiced in this in, in this day and time and age so if somebody slaps you you're not going to turn your other cheek around it's like you know you, you can go ahead and uh, slap me again so there is there, this is something that it cannot be practiced it's Maybe in those days uh, it was, but these days you cannot practice uh, that. Or if you look at the Bible, people see its glory in, in, uh, in its uh, prescription for love of God. However, we see that again, this is mentioned in the Quran in great, uh, greater length and detail uh, with immense depth uh, to it. Quran also goes one step further than the Bible by not allowing, or by not only prescribing love for God, but it also mentioned a ways to achieve and attain uh, the love of God. Thus, uh, we see uh, that Quran has both. Whenever a Muslim uh, thinks of Sharia, every single aspect of life comes to its mind, uh, ranging from his family, relatives, kids, um, animals, neighbors, government, and etc. So Quran, I think I mentioned this in the last uh, uh, Quran Dars as well, that Quran has the knowledge for everything or answer to everything. It's just if a person just reads the Holy Quran and ponders upon it, you will find out, you will get your answer uh, in the Holy Quran. So on the concept of creation and acceptance of prayer, you know, nowadays, uh, you know, the concept of creation, now the scientists are finding out, uh, you know, uh, they're coming up with uh, concepts or uh, uh, their idea. And, you know, this uh, is happening now and something that, you know, especially regarding science and whatnot, Quran had mentioned it 1400 years ago. And now the scientists are coming up with it's like, oh, this is you know how it is. So uh, and this is something uh, Quran is something that cannot be compared. Uh, as you know, the Quran has also challenged people to come up with a better book or a better verses of the Holy Quran, but no one has done so till this day, and no one will ever be able to do it because it is something that is from God, and God has promised that I will safeguard this book uh, myself, and this is the only book, uh, the Holy Scripture. A holy book that his God Himself has said that I will, you know, protect this uh, book. So Hazur says that uh, Hazur says that a book being present in one thing is one thing. However, it's meeting the demands of men is another. Thus, we see that in every single aspect, according to the demands of the holy, uh, the time of Quran, is one is the one and only complete book. And this is the reason that Quran is required while other holy scriptures uh, exist. So this is the reason why we needed the holy Quran because it has answer to everything. And because uh, 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 other holy scriptures, they had their time or it was only for a certain time and for certain people. Quran came or Islam came for the whole uh, mankind. So, and uh, the whole, uh, God Almighty also revealed the Holy Quran for the guidance for the mankind, uh, for all mankind, not just for one specific uh, uh, nation. So, Yukimuna Salata, uh, what does Yukimuna Salata uh, mean?
uh, two, three people. Sometimes, you know, there's ten. So sometimes I know people call each other and like, you know, let's go to namaz. So that's another meaning of Yikimuna Salata, that you call people towards namaz. Some people, you know, uh, their faith is not at that level. You know, everyone's faith is at different levels. Some could be at, you know, very high, some low, some at, you know, average. So uh, this is the time where, you know, uh, the ones that are, you know, their faith is at a high level. They can, you know, call people uh, that's not, uh, that's a bit weaker to, you know, let's go to namaz and maybe slowly they will, uh, you know, it will come into their heart that, oh, you know, at least uh, we should go uh, to namaz or to the mosque to read namaz or uh, do namaz bajamat. Uh, so another meaning was to uh, call people towards namaz. The fifth meaning is uh, reading in congregation. The Hazrat Muslim Al-Anho, I did not bring the Urdu quote uh, of this, but uh, basically, and I've read this uh, before in either Juma or some Islas, that Hazrat Muslim Al-Anho states that Namaz Ba Jamaat, whenever you look or whenever you read the Holy Quran, wherever it comes, Yukimuna Salata, it always means uh, Namaz Ba Jamaat. And ba, Namaz Ba Jamaat means to come together in a place, in a mosque, to read Namaz Ba Jamaat. Huzur says that even if somebody reads Namaz at home, that would not count as his Namaz. Because wherever, and this is for men mostly, because men, you know, women are excused from going to the mosque. For men, it is compulsory for them to come to the mosque and read uh, their uh, Namaz. Huzur uh, says, unless there is some genuine reason, either his sick or he's too far away, some, you know, in some village where there's no mosque close by, then it's a different case. Then he can, uh, uh, with his family, then he should read namaz at home. But if he lives uh, in a place where the mosque is not too far, then he should go to the mosque and uh, read uh, the namaz there. So that was uh, the meaning uh, of uh, Yukimuna Salata. So I'll just go, I'll summarize it. So the first meaning was uh, being regular at namaz. Second was uh, correcting your salat. Third one was uh, standing, uh, uh, make sure that your, uh, uh, your namaz concentration uh, is at the best level. Fourth one was to call people towards namaz. And the fifth one was reading uh, uh, namaz uh, bajamat, meaning in reading in congregation. So uh, the next is you uh, minuna bil so, uh, what are the three uh, three different meanings uh, of you minuna bil ghaib or what uh, or meaning that you believe in the unseen? So, Hazrat Muslimaut Retala Anho. So, I'll read this and then I'll uh, close uh, this uh, dars. So, the first meaning uh, that Hazrat Muslimaut Retala Anho states is that belief in the unseen means that one believes in all those truths and realities that cannot be proven through our five senses, but through our means, through such clear proofs that there they are no less than our five senses and sometimes taken man to a whole level of belief. For example, existence of God. This is something maybe one of the hardest thing to prove uh, to a, a non-believing man or like a, an atheist that how do we prove the existence of God? So this cannot be comprehended by our five senses, you know. Uh, our five senses, like you, know, you can't touch, feel, or hear, or uh, see, and whatnot. So this is something that you have to prove lo logically uh, that uh, there is a being that exists that is greater uh, than every other being. 
and he uh, he uh, is uh, uh, forever uh, a being that cannot be uh, um, uh, diminished or he cannot die. So, however, it can be proven through its clear signs, prophecies. So, to prove that God uh, exists or a human or a person exists that is greater than someone, you know, you can you have to prove through clear signs, prophecies, or uh, 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 other ways or logically you can prove. Similarly, Quran provides clear proofs on the concept of angels and life uh, after death. You just you just have to uh, read uh, some uh, the verses of the Holy Quran, and uh, if you want to get more uh, knowledge on uh, concept of angels and life after death, Hazrat uh, Muslim Anho has written uh, the book on it. It's called uh, On Angels. It's uh, Malakatullah, uh, and it's a very good book. Uh, where you can read and then I think in the uh, same uh, book or in the other book uh, I think it's Hasti Baritala where he discussed uh, about existence of God and life after death as well so it's a good book uh, uh, to read and you will understand more about angels and life after death and the concept of uh, God as well the second meaning of you minuna bil gave it also means that believers don't always do deeds and accept a reward for them straight away only do them for the sake of the reward like a person who sells something and receives its price straight away a believer's life is full of moral or morals and they believe in his prosperous result and they dislike business like uh, thinking of getting a return for every action and these sacrifices have uh, have an effect on one uh, nation and eventually the world for example, striving to establish peace, this is the part of belief in the unseen because when a soldier goes into the war, he does not know the result of his efforts. So basically one of the meaning of Huzur is saying that uh, you know uh, you should do something without asking a reward or something in return like you know the example of Hazrat Abu Bakr uh, accepting Islam without asking for any signs and then there are others some others, you know, they waited for them to show a sign so that they will believe. When time of, when, you know, as soon as Hazrat Abu Bakr Anho, he heard that, you know, his best friend, the Holy Prophet, he accepted, or he claimed to be a prophet, he just came and asked him, that if, did you claim this? And at that point, the Holy Prophet tried to explain to him that yes, you know, but he then asked him again, I just need an answer in yes or no. And then the third time he said yes, and then he said, you know, I, I, I believe in you. So these are uh, the belief in the unseen uh, that, you know, he just accepted him without knowing what the future is going to be. And now when we look back at it, now we can see how his future was and he, came, he uh, became uh, the first Khalifa uh, of Islam as well. So, and then the third meaning uh, of Gaib also means... Uh, uh, this means uh, okay. Uh, this means that when a believer is not present amongst uh, 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 hidden people, uh, will he s still set uh, his faith with the same intensity, with all his proper ritual? Will his faith in God be the same? Meaning that his faith isn't only because the environment he is raised in or lived in or people uh, that are around him. Huzur says, uh, or mentions the verse of a chapter of Surah Anbiya uh, 
in chapter uh, Surah Anbiya, in uh, chapter 4, he says, Allazina yakshona rabbahum bil ghaybi, that those who believe, who fear God's uh, disappointment in seclusion. Meaning that Allah uh, says that your fate should be of such high quality that even in the state of seclusion uh, from your norm, you fear God and have some same quality of faith as before. So basically what this means is, uh, you know, sometimes we say that, oh, you know, we are Muslims, we, we pray five times a day uh, in front of everybody, but when we get in a seclusion, uh, we go away from people, then we say, we don't even read namaz, we don't read Quran, uh, no, we don't even practice what Islam tells us to practice. So Huzur says that leaving the unseen is something that, you know, you should be uh, the same as you're in public, uh, where you, you know, people see you reading namaz and whatnot, you should do the same when you're not in public, that you're reading namaz, reading Holy Quran and whatnot. So that is another uh, meaning of uh, 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 that believing in the unseen. So inshallah, uh, next week uh, we'll, uh, I'll do Mimad Azaknahum Yunfikun and then we'll go forth uh, from there. And Jazakumullah. के लबों से जो गुलो जोहर बिखरते हैं You've been listening to the MKA Vibe by Majlis Qudamal Ahmadiyya USA America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization Subscribe to get more of our weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected imams and wisdom from different sources Tweet us your ideas and thoughts at Muslim Youth USA.